Lead me to some soul today. Oh, teach me. Welcome, everyone, to this series of episodes that we're calling Leading Others to Christ. Those of you that have been listening, you know that during these episodes, we're going to be focused on several things, but the main thing is on evangelism. We're trying to stir people up. We're trying to revive us again, if you will, about uh, reaching our friends or family or neighbors, co-workers with the gospel of Christ. And uh, my name is Dan Barker, and I preach for the Creekside Church of Christ in Franklin, Indiana, uh, where I also serve as one of the shepherds. For those of you that don't know, Franklin is about 20 miles south of downtown Indianapolis, Indiana. Uh, also, those of you that know me know that I'm passionate about our topic today. And I have been, I'm passionate about evangelism, and I have been ever since I obeyed the gospel when I was 21 years old in, in Owensboro, Kentucky. And ever since then, I've been striving to learn more about this, learn more about the Bible, learn more how to teach and uh, to use some Bible phrases to to learn how to teach others, to learn how to be a fisher of men, to to make disciples, to persuade men and women, and specifically to teach others how to teach. I've done so many things, but I see myself more as a teacher than anything, and but also trying to equip and help equip others to be involved in this work as well. And I always remember what Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy 2.2, and the things that you've heard from me among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men, obviously faithful men and women, who will be able to teach others also. And then later in that same chapter, uh, he, he says this, that we need to learn how to be useful for the master prepared for every good work. So I came up with this idea to identify the Christians out there, men and women, fellow workers who are doing this, who are involved in reaching others and leading others to Christ. And once we've identified them, to interview them and learn more about them, find out who they are, where they are, why they're doing what they're doing and to help help motivate us to get involved and stay involved in this work. And we're really excited today to have with us somebody that we're going to learn a lot from. And uh, I want to encourage you to, if you don't have your pen and, and paper out already, to get your notepad out and, and take some notes. But our guest today is Joseph Sullivan. Welcome, Joseph. Good morning, Brother Dan. It's good to see you. Yeah, yeah good to see you too. And uh Joseph is another one like we've got on our list of 30, uh, several that we've not met in person yet, but Lord willing, we're going to be able to do that hopefully sometime in the near future. But uh, Joseph, you know, the time goes fast when we do this interview and it's all we always wish there was more time. But uh, I had heard about you from because uh, we've been asking others to share these videos uh, with uh, and share this podcast with their, their friends to let everybody know what we're doing. And uh, there were a couple of people that said, you need to talk to Joseph Sullivan. And I went, okay, where is he? So this is, this is perfect here. So you were recommended to us to, to interview. And, and I know you're, uh, you're with, uh, you're worshiping with the University Church of Christ there in, in Tampa. And I'm very familiar with that group and having lived in Tampa uh, many years ago, but we always start these out Joseph, with what we call the elevator pitch or the short bow, uh, bring everybody up to date for those that don't know you, of who uh, Joseph Sullivan is, where you were born, how you learned the truth, and kind of kind of bring us up to speed here, if you would. 
Sure thing. Uh, I was born in Altus, Oklahoma. I'm 42 years old right now. My dad was in the Air Force, so he met his wife, soon-to-be wife there. They got married, and I was uh, able to move all over the United States because he was in the Air Force every couple of years. And I was baptized in, in at Nebraska Church of Christ in Omaha by Carl McMurray. He does evangelism in uh, Russia, great evangelist, uh, Zimbabwe as well. He got me inspired to get into preaching and bodybuilding. He's kind of one of those uh, people who build up the soul and the, and, the, and the physical body. And so I was baptized when I was 10 years old. We moved from different places. We went to North Carolina and I had the pleasure to meet Ricky Shanks. And this guy is so personable. He's down to earth. He is just amazing. And he talked about evangelism and I was in my teenage years then and it planted some seeds, but it did not occur to me to get really into this till he did another gospel meeting. He did one in North Carolina. Then we moved to Florida when my mom's mother got really sick and in Tampa, Florida. And he did a gospel meeting for the church I was at then, worshiping at uh, North Boulevard, Church of Christ. And that just stirred me up. He talked about success stories, uh, the methods he used about people coming to the Lord and about the severe need there is to bring people to Jesus Christ and about, about my duty as a child of God. And it just, I never really heard something like that before, a gospel meeting oriented around evangelism and, and how I played a direct role in that. In my 30s, I started looking around, asking people, and I kept getting answers like, door knocking doesn't work. Don't try that. Don't do this. Don't do that. This works. This doesn't work. Uh, I was confused. I was hearing different things. People were saying this, giving me different answers for the same thing. So I, I went, turned to Ricky Shanks and started pestering him and contacting him on Facebook. And he was gracious and he let me video conference with him. And he gave me a lot of great advice. But I think the crucible was when I went to BOL, uh, I encourage all conservative brethren to check that out, Brethren Online. It's a great platform for, for the conservative brotherhood. And I got this email. They sent emails to everybody in that forum. And Rory Spell said, every three years for one week, we're having people up and we're going to show them how to do street and campus evangelism. And also other things like coffee shop evangelism and door knocking. And I contacted him and said, sign me up. Okay. And, and I went up there and it was, it was hardcore boot camp. Um, I wish I could show this. I guess we could, don't have video. But these are Bible study signatures, all these right here, dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of Bible study signatures. I was inspired. I just really lit my fire. He showed me some really great methods, and um, he contacted me a little while later and said, come up here, move up here, we'll pay you, and you can get support from your friends as well. And you can do street and campus evangelism, full-time evangelism work at the San Bernardino Church of Christ in California. And I did for about a year. Then my parents got really sick. And unfortunately, 
there's no churches available for preaching or, or paid evangelism right now. So I'm doing other work, but I moved in with my parents, just being with them. Uh, family comes is very important. Sure. And so that's where I'm right now. Well, that's so good. So many things you said there. One of the, one of the questions I've asked others and the questions I ask are a lot of them are the same. And some of them I try to just feed off the things that I hear, but I've asked uh, who are mentors in your life. And you, and you shared that. And I know Carl McMurray and know some of his family members. And, and, and then Ricky Shanks, we've interviewed him and we need to interview Royce Bell. You've recommended we need to talk to him at some point, but uh, share with us one thing there that in the brethren online, thank you for mentioning that. But you held up the, you called them Bible study signatures. Some may not, what is, what is that, Joseph? Explain to people what that is. Yes, absolutely. Um, what is done, you go to a college campus or a street area, and you can do two things. You can um, either set up a booth. Uh, if you go to San Bernardino, California, what Royce does, he sets up a, a table next to the bus station, and people are walking back and forth. And we come up to people with a, a sign-up sheet, a clipboard, and a pen. And we say, would you like to sign up for a Bible study? Or we raise a Bible up and, and we get their attention. Would you like a free Bible? We try to get some dialogue going. Or we, yes. we look at them, we, we wave, we smile, and say, how are you doing today? We get their attention, then we, we invite them to sign up for a, a Bible discussion. At a, at a restaurant nearby, like Taco Bell, uh, at the area, there's a Taco Bell right next door to the bus bus stop. So we invite them to, would you like to have, sign up for a Bible study? We can meet together at Taco Bell nearby. It can also be done at college campuses. It's great. College people are so hungry. They just come up and start talking to you. And, uh, and you can, free speech states allow you to do that for free. It's, it's amazing. And the places that don't, you can have a vendor. Uh, pay uh, a little bit of money to set up a table as, as a vendor. So a lot of great discussions, Bible studies, people want to be prayed with have taken place or be picked up and taken to church has happened because of that. And it's, I think, one of the most easiest way to get Bible study signatures is campus evangelism because there's so much foot traffic and young people are open. There, there's, a, there's a lot of interest. For, for getting together and talking about such stuff there. Well, yeah, I, I agree. And, uh, but I want, that's why I, I, I knew that's what they were, but I wanted you to explain that to some that, you know, because there's so many people uh, and I don't want to be negative here. And I know uh, I, I do want to mention too, your, uh, your website, the church of Christ evangelism.com. And you've got so much information on there. And thank you so much for, I know that I looked at, that's a lot of work. And thank you for all that you've done and keep it up. But, uh, you know, there's so many places, Joseph, and I know you know this because you talk about it on your site. Uh, the church is not growing. Churches are closing their doors. And people wonder, well, what's going on? And so there, there's, it's almost like something, uh, something has happened. Well, obviously, there's something that's happened. And I always say that Satan's behind it because he doesn't want us to do this work. He wants to stop us. But, uh, but in so many congregations, they don't really talk about things like this. It's not part of their work. And if anybody's doing it, people say, well, that's the preacher's job. But in a lot of places, the preacher's not even doing it. 
all of the, uh, one of our interviewers early on said it's like having a microscope or a telescope uh, attitude. And so much of the work in a lot of congregations is all edification and all working on uh, the ones that are there working with and on the ones. Well, that has to be done. But we also have the charge to, to share the gospel with other people. And uh, just in the, in the, you said you're 42, just in the things that you've observed and heard, again, we're not being negative, we're being real. I mean, this is, this is a real, serious, and you call that on your, it's, it's our serious problem today. Just real quick here, what you've seen and heard, why do you think this has occurred, Joseph? Why do you think that we are where we are right now? Uh, that's a very, very good question. It's heartbreaking. Uh, the church where my mother was baptized and where she was, the preacher who married her was at the Hercules Church of Christ. And I was driving by there with my mom to see my grandpa. And they had a crane hitting that building and tearing down those walls. It's wow. been around since my mom was a little girl. And it's gone. The people are gone. There's so many churches, even in this Bible Belt where I'm at, Tampa, Florida, we're near Florida College, that are, they're shutting their doors. The Dunedin Church of Christ, uh, the S South Livingston Church of Christ. And I'm not saying that to degrade any congregation, but you're right. Evangelism has become something that is not actively being done in with a lot of saints and a lot of preachers. And if it doesn't change, uh, I was reading a stat, we're losing about 30 churches, 30 to 50 churches a year. And at the rate we're losing churches, where will we be in a hundred years? I don't know. I don't know if we will be in America at the rate we're going. And I hate saying that, but it is very, very disconcerting. There needs like what you're doing. The, and I encourage preachers to link your site, Christians to link your site to the websites. What you're doing is needed because it's putting fire in people's bellies. And there needs to be more passion for, for the kingdom, for rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem like Nehemiah did. And, and they, if there's not enough workers, if there's not enough people doing that, the walls aren't going to be built. Yeah, it's, uh, you're, you're, that's the conclusion. I, now, I'm a lot older than you. I'm 74, but but I've seen this over time, and I've seen uh, uh, the rise and fall, if you will, of, of local congregations. And uh, but I mean, I do I do what we call weekend workshops, or uh, where we focus on on doing this. And and uh, but you know, it's like even in some places you go and you do that, and you get people excited for the weekend, and then you leave, and then nothing happens. It's like, uh, and I'm, I'm and maybe that's my fault. But uh, or we sing songs. We don't even sing the songs very much anymore. Uh, you know, revivals again or lead me to some soul today. Or we don't even hear the songs uh, that uh, being sung that I, I remember being sung back, you know, uh, when I first obeyed the gospel. And there, there's I mean, I think that's part of it, too. We're not even talking about it, singing about it. So you're right. That's what we're trying to do with this series, this podcast is to find the ones that are doing it and, and keep them encouraged because they, they get down too. And sometimes people are not, they don't like what you're doing. You know, they don't like the study that you use. Or they don't like your approach or, 
uh, they don't like street evangelism or they don't like doing some of the things that you've done. So they, they won't. And I, I've said to some people before, well, I like my way of doing it versus your way of not doing it. And, it's, and I'm not being, I'm not trying to be smart or smart aleck or something about that. But, but anyway, uh, and I, I wanted to ask you that because I know that you see that and understand that because you've experienced it. And even with the work that you're, that you're currently doing, that's why you're doing it. Right. So it'd be like, I asked that too, why, and you said this, but why is Joseph so interested in evangelism? How, if somebody said, Joe, why are you so interested in this? To me, heaven is very real. I'm very excited to go there. I stand at the beach. Uh, I live near the beach and see the sunset and it's so beautiful. But if heaven is more beautiful than that, I want to go there. And I can't keep that to myself. It, it's, it's such a precious thing. And if I don't tell it to people, then it's just, if something means so much to someone and they believe in it so much, they, they have to share it. I think it, it talks about that, the love of God, Christ's love compels us. And that's what it should be about. Yeah, um, I, I agree. I agree totally. Uh, you know, it's, again, I want to, have everybody encourage him to go look at your website, churchofchristevangelism.com. Um, and and uh, I know that uh, one thing that you did on there that, uh, that I thought was interesting, I haven't had time to read it, but you have a blog, the three years of evangelism work. And I think that's good too, to keep a journal or to keep, because it, you know, it, sometimes it's hard, especially as you get older, you forget, you forget names, you forget things that you were doing and, but always to continue to evaluate because some things and, you know, it's like you say, well, I'm going to knock on doors or I'm going to uh, do a college focus here. But what if there's not a college in the town that I live in or what if uh, I'm in a rural area and it's more difficult to knock on doors or so you have to find it. The work is uh, is different depending upon the area that we live in. You know, we interviewed some brothers up in uh, in New York. And that's very different than the work here in Franklin, Indiana, uh, or Washington, where Brent Hunter is in, in the state of Washington or where you are in Tampa. So that's another part of the dynamic of all of this, of the things that some things are going to work better in some communities than, than, uh, than others. But let's say, let me ask you this. You said you, uh, you and I meet and I'm not a Christian and you uh, approach me about a Bible study and I agree to it. And I know you, you've got several things on your site, but what do you like to do personally? If you sit down with me, do you, uh, you know, we've got some that use the muscle and the shovel, some that use the big picture, some that, do you have a study that you use or, or somebody else's that you use? I, I like um, Johnny Edwards book. I've had success with that home Bible study, but what I like, what I found when I've studied with people is if I have weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks of studying with them, their the pastor gets and can start talking to them. Their relatives can start talking to them. Their congregational ex-denominational members can start talking to them. Right. And, um, or if they're not converted, they, you know, their the friends in, in the religious groups can talk to them and can undermine the, the Bible studies. So I like one shot approach where I study with them in one setting, share the whole plan of salvation out my website. You can download the, the Bible lesson material. If you're interested, I have a one shot approach where you can share the truth on Jesus dying and what they need to do 
and a question and answer thing. You can circle yes or no. I asked them a Bible verse to look it up. And I ask, what does the Bible say? I don't, it's not on me. And what I'm saying is what the Bible says. Take the emphasis yeah. off of me uh, and put it on, on the word of God. And then I have them read the Bible and they fill in yes or no to answer that question. And um, it usually just takes an hour and also have a grounding format, one setting to ground them in one setting as well. But what I like about this, and, and I want to try to give credit where credit is due. I learned this from Ricky Shanks. So you may have heard this already, is I asked them to sign a questionnaire about their salvation experience. And were you baptized? Did, did you say the sinner's prayer? Uh, how were you baptized? If you were, why were you baptized? When did this take place? How old were you? If you were baptized, were you sprinkled? Different things. I have them a very detailed outline on the lesson plan. And then I look over it with them. We go over it together, make sure we're on the same track, what they filled out. So when I share this plan of salvation, because I need to make sure that they don't get the wires crossed. Right. I do street evangelism in California, and a lady on the street signed up for a Bible study, Kelly Jensen. We met together, me and Royce Bell, into her home with, with Royce's wife. And we went over this material. And we share the plan of salvation. But before we did that, she, she signed this. And she said she said the sinner's prayer at this mega church called The Rock. And then three weeks later, after she was saved, she was baptized to celebrate being a part of that church. So after we finished sharing the salvation plan, and she filled in all the materials in that lesson, she said, well, I was baptized, wasn't I? So I must be saved. So we went over the uh, questionnaire about her salvation story, and we said, you said the sinner's prayer, and then, and you said you were saved, and you said three weeks later, you're baptized to celebrate your joining this church. And she said, oh, yeah, you're right. I do need a change. I do need to be baptized to, to have my sins washed away. And that day, she was baptized. But before doing this, I had issues because people were baptized for every reason, and yes. then when they hear God be baptized to be saved, they lump it all together. So uh, um, I learned that from Ricky Shanks, and that really has been very helpful in, in Bible studies. Well, and I think that's a, a, another key component here of uh, those that are involved in the work. And we find we're finding this is that different ones. You know, it's what you feel comfortable with. And I have a study that I do that well, Another fellow and I put it together years ago when we went down and worked with the church in Jamaica and used it in, in Africa. And it, it's just, I'm so comfortable with it because uh, I helped put it together. But yeah, uh, Johnny Edwards, there's a, that's the other thing we're trying to do is what material is out there. Now, we're, we have the Bible. We have all we need. We have the Bible. But like you say, you might have an hour that you can spend with somebody or somebody else might give you two or three weeks that, you know, that they're interested enough to do that. Every, every situation might even require a different approach or a different study that you use. You, you just, so you, you, you said, I think you said her name was Kelly. Um, Kelly Jensen, yes. Yeah, is there, is there uh, and maybe we've already used her, but is there another conversion story that you'd like to share with us? Absolutely. Um, the door knocking, I, I love door knocking. A good example of keep on keeping on with evangelism I was with four people. We were tired. We weren't getting a lot of good positive responses. We we're about to give up. 
we, we went to one more house at one more house and we met this guy called Francis Baptiste and he's in his thirties, very nice guy. And he talked with us for an hour and we talked to him about salvation and the true church. And he was interested, but guess what? I didn't see him for two months. Wow. And by, by then I had moved to San Bernardino, California to work with Royce. He came when I was gone. Somebody talked to him, invited him for a Bible study. He's still faithful today, a hard worker for the Lord, and just an incredible guy. We've had good results. Last year, we had nine baptisms with uh, door knocking. And it's just to let folks know, I got a book on the website on door knocking if, if they want to check that out. Because I was, I was trying to figure that out as well because there's not a lot of information for me, I couldn't find any information on door knocking. So yeah. that's, this is all the data I've put together on uh, the door knocking activities I've been doing through the years. Another thing, I know we're running out of time, but Kelly McGahey, she was baptized last year. She didn't think God loved her. We went door knocking. We knocked on her door and some other doors, and we invited folks into a, an apartment Bible study. And I'll never forget the look on her face when she was saved. It, when we talked to her, we studied with her, we shared with her that God does care. And it, it transformed her life. And there, there's a lot of people out there that are, it makes evangelism easier when people are with you in this work. Yes. Uh, I worked with a guy called Jack Adams. In one year, he converted 100 people. And wow. so he's been working with me in Tampa, Florida. And so there's, there's, it's good to work. And are people just learning the first for the first time with people, regardless if they're interested and they're with you, it's an encouragement. Well, it really is. And there was a reason that, that Jesus sent out the ones that he did two by two as well, right? To encourage each other and help each other and, uh, answer and uh, ask questions and just, and keep, uh, we all need a Barnabas in our life and uh, we need people that will encourage us and, you know, so many things there. Uh, this has come up so many times in podcasts of uh, what if I had never, uh, what if I had never said something to her? What if I had never, and it made me think of it when you said you were door knocking and you went to one more house. What if you hadn't gone to that house? You wouldn't have met Francis, right? Uh, is that his name, Francis, yeah. I think? Yes. You wouldn't have, you know what I'm saying? And a lot of times, there's just that next person, that next one. And even though we're tired and worn out and discouraged, we just never know who the Lord's going to put in front of us and we need to be ready. Um, all right. We always end the, the podcast with what I call the one thing. Somebody's listening to, to this today, Joseph, and they, they go, they realize that they haven't been doing this work. They need to get involved. What would you say would be, I know there's more than one thing, but what would be one thing that you would say to somebody that they need to do or one thing they need to learn how to do to get involved in leading others to Christ? I would say look for influences, people at your church who can mentor you or work with you, encourage you, inspire you, inspire you. Also look to people like what you're doing, Brother Dan, platforms that have inspiring, motivating encouraging uh, folks you got, I've been watching the preachers you've been interviewing. Been, they've been inspiring me. So if, if folks want to be lifted up, go to this type of platform and 
whether it's in your congregation, you can find people that can strengthen you, that can help you in evangelism, share insights or places online, like what Brother Dan is doing. It's, it's These are the type of formats worth checking out. Well, thank you. Uh, if somebody wanted to reach out to you, Joseph, I'm, I'm assuming that would be okay. What would uh, Absolutely. we mention the churchofchristevangelism.com? What other contact information would you be willing to share with folks? They can reach out on my Facebook page, my email. I can give that now if you want. But um, sure. Why don't you go ahead and give okay. it to them? Joseph.LeeSullivan at gmail.com. And my website also has contact info. If they want to contact me, they can go to my website as well. All right. Well, brother, I keep up your good work. Uh, I'm so glad that, that somebody said I need to talk to Joseph because they were right. Like I say, but we're, reason, I'm, we're probably going to be down in Tampa at some point. I'll make sure that we make a connection because I know we both know a lot of, same, of the same people there, even at university. But thank you again so much. Uh, we, we respect and, and love the work that you're doing and keep it up. Okay. Thank you, brother. Thanks. Yes, sir. We will talk soon. Thanks again. Melt my heart and fill my life. Give me one soul today.